0: hey guys and welcome to today's episode of give it the beans it is my absolute pleasure uh, to introduce i was going to say a woman who doesn't need an introduction it's just double miss scotland carla mitchell how are we doing i'm uh, good thank you how are you i'm very well um now before this this podcast carlin said hey vaughn is it just going to be audio only i said well no i'll probably put it on youtube as well i better go brush my hair and as you can see i've not brushed mine so thank you for that but listen can you give the listeners who are maybe perhaps new to the podcast uh, not not a brief introduction, a big introduction to who you are, your history within bodybuilding and what happened this season?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm Carolyn. I'm from Aberdeen um, in the northeast of Scotland. Um, looking at my history in bodybuilding, I guess it kind of starts initially in 2018-ish. So I went on... Um, sort of like a fat loss journey i hate the word journey but um journey transformation um kind of whatever you want to call it so i started my journey in 2018 just with the initial goal of losing some weight from being typically kind of fat and unhappy basically and over the years i worked with like various pts in the gym floor and did like group exercise and stuff like that and just kind of found myself in a position sort of between 2020 and 2021 where I'd fallen into the bodybuilding lifestyle and just in terms of structure I'd fallen in love with training um, and I reached a point um, in 2021 that I kind of achieved everything I set out to achieve I was as little as I could be and that was kind of my goal at the time was just to get like really really slim and feel good about myself and I saw a female bodybuilder and it was a figure girl and I was like that looks sick <laughs> I was like that looks really really cool imagine doing that and I couldn't imagine myself doing it but I was like I just must feel incredible and then I started looking into bodybuilding and kind of watching YouTube videos and following people on Instagram and I was like I'd really like to do that I'd really like to experience that so um, I thought well I'm gonna have to work with somebody who knows what they're talking about and I'm gonna have to set this goal so yeah, it was summer 2021, started having consult calls with various coaches, yourself included. Um, and that's when we started working together with the initial goal of competing. Um, well, my, I took to the table, I was like, I want to do the transformation category. <laughs> <laughs> <What> <laughs> I was, I to do the
0: transformation <laughs> category. <laughs> I t- totally, totally forgot that you said that. You just, yeah you just imagine you, you backstage you remember that Nava with a big fat sword saying carlin remember you wanted to do the- <laughs> that oh, oh my god, god.
1: <laughs> i know i know that's all that's what i thought that's i thought that's all you're going to be good enough to do that's kind of all you're going to be capable of is to get up there and showcase your transformation but you were like yeah nah <laughs> but
0: i should i shouldn't laugh but the reason i'm laughing is because how well carlin done so I-, I didn't take anything away from anyone that no. does the transformation it's just i was there when she just won loads of shit and it was it was incredible um talk me through how gutted you were when you first came on the call pardon? and i said you should do bikini pardon i said talk me through how gutted you were when i said you should probably do bikini
1: um
0: that's a question i didn't send i just want to throw that in there you know
1: not, was a not like, the
0: prerequisite questions just a, just just another one
1: no it's fair i mean i was a bit like oh i don't really like it that much okay <laughs>
0: yeah but I guess this is kind of one of the things that we're, we're going into. Um, probably, I was I originally said go discuss the season, but we'll get into that. So I think that this kind of leads us into that first question, which was, there was a period in time um, when we kind of got going with coaching that you moved away from the bikini class and we sort of started specifically training for a figure. So the listeners through kind of, why? When? Uh, maybe advice you'd give to girls who are thinking about it. Maybe they're with a coach. They've been told in a bikini or whatnot. Just say uh, Give us your 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 experience, your journey, also your your two cents.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, initially I was like, okay, you know, this is going to be my starting point in the sport, and that's that's going to be the first goalpost. I, I knew that wasn't going to be the only goalpost, but that was going to be the first. But after, sorry, I think I persevered for about three months. So. I had posing lessons, I did the training and I was just there like, I, don't, I just don't want to do it. You know, I just knew in my heart, I was like, I'm just not going to enjoy it. I don't like it. And I was just in awe of toned Figure Girls, everything about them on stage, their look, everything, I was just in awe of them. And I was just like, well, if I'm going to invest so much time and effort into this process and I'm not fully invested in it myself, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it 100%. So, um, yeah, we just I just came to you and I just said like listen I'm gonna have a posing lesson with a posing coach just to get me into these poses can we maybe look at changing and you were like yeah I mean is that was what what you, you didn't
0: you didn't say that I remember it you oh, just like well, already
1: done it I'd already yeah. done it yeah and I just I already had the posing lesson and then I just fired them through to you actually and I was like yeah this is this is what I want to do yeah
0: how how was that reciprocated by me
1: yeah, you were supportive. You were realistic with with the sort of the tissue that I had to put on, but you were supported and I think within like a few hours I had my new training plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure when you when you sent me them, I was like at my laptop doing admin. Yeah. And I got to like the end of the list of kind of things I needed to do that day and I just went, Oh, new program, Carlin. You know what I mean? Just add that in. What was the I mean? I would love to say what was the difference in what you, how you were training before to then what you needed to, but it wasn't a whole lot because it was still the same area as bar a little bit of back that you'd brought up.
1: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, we're still slamming glutes, like, countless times a week because my glutes needed to come up, you know. The size needed to come from everywhere anyway from the start, so it wasn't too different. Um, But it, I, I just, yeah. I just I think just knowing I was going into my sessions with that goal, regardless of how much the training changed or didn't change, then it just um, I was more motivated.
0: If you were to say like doing that figure posing, did it you know, to, to the girls that were sitting on the fence, did it just feel more you? Did it feel more natural? Like, you know, some you know, I would jump on a console, you'll say, like, oh, I'm not I'm not that, you know, sassy girly and whatnot. I mean, talk us through the, the difference in
1: that. Yeah, I think how you feel in the poses is huge Like you can be in a bikini front shot or a figure front shot and you'll you'll know yourself what you prefer the way your body feels in so i, I a lot of it was down to just how i felt mm. if you start if you if you do start if you get to a point that you start looking at like your transitions and stuff it's which you prefer for yourself and um, For me, I was more comfortable in those poses and also I could hit them better as well. Um, I really struggled with bikini poses. And I know that obviously with time, posing drastically improves with practice, but just initially, naturally, I'm not saying my posing was good after my first lesson, but I found it a bit easier to get into than bikini.
0: Yeah, you just really struggled to hit your hip up. Yeah. I remember remember doing your check-ins when you were sending bikini poses and yeah, you're right. You just, you could tell it wasn't you, you know, in hindsight yeah. now. Um, but I think that's just something major to, and the reason I say that is I had a co- I've had a new client come aboard this week who, uh, they moved over, they were prepping for a bikini show in September time on the consult call, kind of figured out she didn't like bikini. She loved figure, she wanted to do figure. Anyway, she's ended her prep, she's not doing it and she's going to do tone figure next year. So I just thought it was kind of big um, to come from yourself in regards to how well you've done. We'll talk about it here shortly about how you kind of started with the idea and the notion of you need to do bikini, but actually like it wasn't you because you're the one on stage and at the end of the day, you're the one that's up there. It's not me. You're the one having fun or not having fun. And I can't imagine how this season would have went if you'd done bikini.
1: I know. I know totally. And I think I think if you if you like a if you like a double bicep or something, you're not going to get to chuck that off in bikini, are you? It's, like, it's a little bit of personality comes into it as well. I feel.
0: Um, yeah, well,
1: I mean, obviously, bikini girls can do a little cheeky flex now and again, but um, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think it's you as a person kind of determines it as well.
0: Well, I mean, for as much as you said that you weren't a sassy pants, you are the sassiest of all pants um, on any stage that I saw you this season. So. No. The, and that came from you being comfortable, confident in those poses and, you know, just just feeling yourself type thing. But there'll be some people out there that maybe, again, just landed on this episode. They've never been on Instagram before. They haven't seen all the results, the photos, the swords and all that. So just talk talk everyone through your season. Like, if we start with uh, your first show, lead up to that, how it went, um, and then we'll just kind of... You
1: know, the highs, the lows, the challenges, everything else in between. Yeah. Yeah. First show was in Aberdeen, so my hometown. It's Granite City Bodybuilding, which was really handy because it's just 15 minutes in the car from the house. So it's quite comforting knowing I was so close to home. Got to sleep in my own bed the night before, didn't have the stress of travel or anything like that. Um obviously yourself and a few members of the team were in Aberdeen too. and um, tanning was super local. Um, so the lead up was really stress free. I came and saw you after tanning the night before, and I was in your Airbnb at five o'clock in the morning checking in. So I was completely at ease the whole time, and um, because you were so close by, the venue was so close by, the tanning was so close by, and I was so familiar with my setting. Um, so went into that show absolutely, absolutely terrified. <laughs> I was I was really excited. I wouldn't. I, I still don't think I was too nervous, but I was scared. I think nerves and scares scared is different for me Um, I just had no idea what to expect when I was on that stage but I was just so buzzing so buzzing to get up there Um, so I went on and I walked away with a second in the first show which I was really really chuffed with because aside from a few moments of I think I could do quite well now and again largely I was like I just don't want to look at a place I just don't want to get up there and just people would be like, who is this girl and what is she doing? You know, sitting cringing. Um, so I was really, really tough, to, really tough to be walking out of the second place there.
0: I'm going to add that you should, you technically should have won that because the winner of that category has just won second at the PC Universe in athletic figure. Phenomenal athlete, unbelievable athlete, but should have been an athletic figure. Probably would have won athletic figure on the day. Um, but I remember like, I was so nervous for you in the crowd. I was right beside Erin and honestly, and Jemima as well, and Emily was there. My heart was just going well, because you look class and you could tell that you were competitive in the lineup, but how they judged it and where they put you just wasn't reflective of the end result. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm going, This is really hard to 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 sort of see what they're thinking. I'm like, I know she's in the top three, but Usually, it's a winner at the first. Like I don't even think they held. Yeah, they maybe held on center stage. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I mean, it was it was hard. But yeah, after that, I mean, that just really set the standard for what come later. Yeah. So what happened happened after that?
1: Uh, Weekend after that was a small show FMC, which wasn't local, and that was last minute. Um, And literally on the Monday, I was like, I knew one of our teammates, Chris, was going, and I was like. I could just go because I, I knew I had PCA the following weekend. and I was like, I felt like I was a bit shaky on my feet and I could have done a bit better at Granite. So I wanted to bring my best to PCA. So I was like, I'll just I'll just do it. So we kind of, they didn't have a tone figure category at FMC, did they? um yeah. It was just athletic figure. And they did say that I met the criteria for it. And there was also another category that I could enter, uh, which was fit body, I think. So I was yeah. just, I'm just going to go for it and just get some more stage experience um so that weekend i got first and a second and i think that was a good i think doing that show on reflection was really beneficial for what came with the rest of the season
0: focus through why
1: um so first of all I've got more stage experience for sure second of all um it it was a, it was a small show i was against one other athlete Um, in my category in one of my categories and I left quite disheartened by the results and I think that that was it presented me it put me in a position where I had two options I could flip my lid and spit my dummy out and shout and scream and say it's not fair they said this they said that or I could just put my big girl pants on and show up and I went with the latter so
0: well that
1: uh what well, into pca yeah yeah went to pca which is pca is where it all started for me so when i said before that i would seen a bigger competitor that was where it was a pca stage so i was just like oh my god i'm going to go I, me <laughs> i'm going to start on a pca stage And I was so buzzing like ridiculously buzzing for it um and i went on and i competed and i came second yeah i oh,
0: was wicked man it was it was quality it was a different look because then you did something different with your hair that day as well
1: yeah i did that was the yeah so i went with like a sort of like slick back pony with braids and i just looked badass and i felt yeah
0: because one of the most iconic shots you this season out with the sores and that is the one emily took of you like right in the right that right side where it's got pca uh, yeah that was that was mega it was probably one of the I'm not gonna say one of my favorite looks because you look fucking badass, but just like the stage quality, those photos are are brilliant. So, your three three shows in to the yeah. first ever season. How are you feeling at that point?
1: Um, so good, <laughs> sure. Um, but kind of hoping for a first at this point. After at second, 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 I was I was hoping. I knew I was like, come on, your time's got to come. Like, what can we do to come back better? Um, And I was on such a high at that point because, granted, I was quite emotional about it. So I was like, oh, my God, I've just I've just done that. At at the point of PCA, I was on such a high. I felt good. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to win at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, which which made the following Saturday even tougher. Um, So what happened?
1: So we competed in tone figure at NFM UK. Um, was that that's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay So I was competing against somebody that I had beat previously, but I wasn't. It didn't make me confident. I didn't go in thinking, oh, I've won this. You know, I wasn't sort of arrogant or anything like that. I mean, anyone who knows me or was around me on show day knew I was backstage like up until the minute my foot stepped on that stage. I was like, you just don't look good enough. you Just don't look good enough. So my confidence wasn't, you know, an issue there. I I didn't go in big headed. Um, but I did come second that day. Yeah. and a lot of people had said to me, well you beat, you beat this girl before, why are you nervous? And I was just, I just don't think I'm I just don't think I'm gonna be good enough as usual, which is kind of common language that I use. And then I got called second and I came off and people were like, oh, like are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine, but I told you. And that's what and I'd, I got really defensive about it. I was like, I tell you, and then it's just it's just proven that I'm right. So people are saying, believe in yourself. You can get hurt. blah, blah, blah. Clearly I can't. You know, and that that was the sort of attitude that I took. But I didn't, I didn't pack it in. I didn't go and do anything stupid that night because I was competing the next day. So I was like, more driven than ever because I was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I actually never want to feel like that again.
0: Yeah. It was, you could see how, uh, how tough it was because I, I, I have said I was like, you know, go it wasn't didn't say go I was like, go away, do your thing, because like, at that point you I mean you got best poser, right? If there's yeah. any consolation for that. Um but it was just uh it was just an example of bodybuilding to me. You yeah. know, that whenever you think it's gonna go your way, it doesn't. And whenever you don't think it's gonna go wait, it does. So, you know, bodybuilding as i would say kick me in the dick more often than I could I could tell you. Um but I just knew in those first couple of hours post, post show, like nothing I say would have made you feel better.
1: No, it wouldn't. It, it wouldn't have. And I think what did make the experience a bit better that day was the winner, the girl who won. I was, I genuinely was so happy for her because I saw how much it meant to her and she she deserved it. And backstage, you know, she came up to me and was like, I, I thought, it was just inevitable I was going to get a second because you beat me every time, and I was like, I looked in the eye and I was like, that's why you need to keep showing up, just mm. keep showing up. And that night, sat in my hotel, and I was like, you need to take your own advice.
0: Yeah. Then what happened?
1: So I went on to compete the next day. I <laughs> uh, um, IVF lot Kelly in tone figure, and although I showed up, I was still backstage. Like there's just no point. Like you're you're. You know, there's just no point in you being here. You should have just gone home. Cause I was tempted just to call it there and just complete the following weekend said but I was there anyway. So I was backstage and it was almost like I was just like a bit defeated. I was like pumping up like you're just going up there to make up numbers at this point. Um, but so just go and have fun with it. Just give it your all when you get on stage. I haven't altered ego on stage anyway. It's almost at like the minute my toe passes the curtain, I'm like, oh. Yeah um so I did I went up there and I gave it a hundred percent and more Um probably worked myself the hardest I have on stage um, and I won. want I won my category
0: yeah you did it's worthwhile adding that so the Saturday you went against the girl that you'd beaten previously and then the Sunday yeah. you were going against the girl that had beaten you previously so really like epitomized what bodybuilding's about is that you know it's your day some days and it's someone else's day others um you won your
1: class and then what? Uh, so then I hung around for the overall at the end of the day uh, with some really, really lovely girls. It was such a good... That's obviously the first time I've been on an overall. Um, but no, I, I'd been in FMC as well. But just, yeah, really wholesome backstage moments. Went on stage with them, did our comparisons and I took the IBFA Miss Scotland overall.
0: Yeah, he did. It was mental. Yeah. I still remember, like when they were calling out, like who is in third place and what that for the. But overall, when they called out the girl that came third, I was I, I just looked to whoever was there. And I was like, she's won. I was like, "There's no way they're giving that girl second. I was like, "She's won." I was mental. It was amazing. It be brilliant to be part of. We'll get hey, we'll get into the lessons and all that after, but um, then what happened six days later.
1: So six days later, we were competing. It was another double weekend. So it was Naba on the Saturday. So um went in there and again, I was competing against somebody who had beaten me, but I had at that point beat her. But And another competitor that I'd competed against before as well. But that still doesn't do anything to my ego ever, because it's almost like the minute it happens, I'm straight back to, okay, so the next show... I, I need to do this. I need to do that. This is who I'm against. So I, I still wasn't going into the show confident at all, or with any predictions of what could happen. Because at that point, it could have gone either way. Um, but again, I knew that I was bringing my best. Um, so went up there at Nava I had actually really enjoyed the stage time. It was it, it was a different experience area of the shows. I think because it was quite it's quite strict. Um, like when I first went on stage, I was sort of giving it beans. Getting into my positions and giving it stuff, and I was told off like no posing and stuff. And then it was an odd setup when you were like on stage, and then you went off for quite a while to go for the results. But you're just waiting backstage, being told when you were going back on, and when you did go back on, there was more quarter turns. And it was just it was an unusual experience, but I did really enjoy it. um And then they called the class winners. They called third. They called second, and then I got first. At NABA. Yeah, which was ridiculous because to me like NABA is very like prestigious historic um so that to win at a Naba show, i was like that's
0: really cool like really cool never happened
1: so then <laughs> I, was, I, I still can't say this out loud without like nervously laughing and i was back on stage um for the overall with all the other overall girls and again it was it was really really good fun and at that point I was like I was just so chuffed I was just so chuffed that I'd won my class and I was on cloud nine anyway and so I just kind of had fun with it and enjoyed it went off and then they took all of the competitors so the male and female on together for the overall and I just remember walking on and seeing like two massive swords and just being like it's it's really big (laughs) it would be pretty cool and then at this point you just don't know. When you're up there as a competitor, you I, I knew. knew I knew that you knew that <laughs> when you're up there as a competitor, like, I'm backstage messaging you and I'm like, I just I have no idea. But I'd have been chuffed for anyone, obviously, but I was looking at the sword like, nah, surely not. And then they they sort of called it like your new NABA miss Scotland is and it was me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To insert a comment here for
0: those that um are wondering, I messaged Carolyn. And she went, so they, all the girls on, then they went off. So as she went off, she gets her phone out. And I was like, ah, I think you've won that. And as she's this photo, she's sort of like, ah, weird it's Like, a, like a,
1: an elf bar in one hand. Yeah.
0: Just yeah. yeah. And it's because, well, as they were on stage, as they turned to the rear, the head judge, the judge that was sitting beside her, him, sorry, was a female. And she just gets her pen out and she just points at Cavan. You know, and then all the other judges' eyes just looked. And it just held there the whole time. So that was quite epic to be part of. Um, then it got a long story short because we're rambling on here. The next day he went and did UKUP. He fucking won that. Boom, bosh, 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 win, 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 Then there was a decision that needed to be made. And I think this is kind of like one of the great, like one of the good things to go on this podcast as to we went on call on the Monday. Monday, Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday, one of the two. And you came on the call and said that you wanted your last show to be like, because you'd be invited to the PC universe, to NABA Worlds. They wanted you to go. They want to sponsor you, blah, blah, blah. You came on the call saying you wanted to do that. You left the call saying season done. Yeah. Big difference.
1: Huge difference. Go. Yeah. So I think I felt like I, I had thought that Prep was going to be on for longer than it was. So in my head, we already had a show lined up in Newcastle. And then I'd been toying with the idea of potentially doing the universe and maybe NABBA Brits um, if I got an invite. I've got an invite to NABBA Worlds, so I had the opportunity to go and compete in Italy. And I was like, I'm not turning that down, that's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I was so, bear in mind how many weekends I'd had on the Bounce of shows. So at this point, you're just running on adrenaline, sheer adrenaline. And I was like, well, it's inevitable. I've got, to, I've got to go and compete again because I need to know when when the end point is. I need to be prepared for the end point. But after having a discussion back and forth, I mean, it, uh, if I went to the finals, I'd still be on prep right now. It would have been six, six more weeks of prep. At that point, I'd been on prep for 24 weeks. I was pretty depleted. I pushed very, very hard. And I think... It's safe to say I didn't want my season to come to an end because I wasn't willing to let go. Yeah. But what was what was I holding on to at that point? I'd achieved everything and more than I expected. I would, it was such a high to end on. And yes, I could have pushed through, but by the end of it, I'd have probably resented bodybuilding for putting myself through that. And it took a lot of teasing out, but my why at that point was compromised. And that's how I knew that I had to pull it back.
0: Yeah. What I like is you kind of just reiterated everything I was saying on the goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, I'm chatting to my wife beforehand. She's like, oh, Karen's really well. I says I know she wants to do this. I was like, I think she should stop here. And my wife was like, why? And I was just like, because what fucking else does she have to prove to anyone? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, those future opportunities will come around because you'll be successful again. But also, the thing that I tried to get you to think about was what does the future Carolyn want? You know, I, I think I, uh, I'm i quite big on um, personal development and visualisation stuff. I said, if you can picture yourself at the side of the stage next year, because, you know, that's kind of the hypothetical goal we have, um, I was like, what's she telling you to do right now? And it was, it was like, literally, I said that, and it's like, you just went, and you just knew you were like, right, stop.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, yeah again it was never as a coach it was never my job to say like you should do this it was a case of like right I think she should play this but let's see what she wants and let's try and get her to rationally think about why the season should probably calm down um yeah when you say like you still be on prep that's mentally because the Na worlds are next ne- next week yeah
1: and I think I think if I really put my foot down and I was stubborn like I usually am. I think you would have supported it, and you would have got me there, but it wouldn't have been the productive or the right thing to do.
0: Nah. Plus, as well, like you were so used to um, the team, our team being around you, it shows. You know, five, six, seven other athletes. Yeah. It'd just be you right now. Yeah. You know, you'd have you know my amazing banter in Italy, right? For sure, but you wouldn't have that team camaraderie and atmosphere and the success that we often share together, which is so much better, right? Yeah. We wouldn't have four or five of us in Mickey D's post-show eating cheese, cheeseburgers or whatever it was.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it'd just be me and you. I know. Um, but also, like, no one wins two overalls in six days in your first season. Like, that doesn't yeah. that doesn't just happen randomly. So it was also a case of, right, well, two major highs. What comes after that probably isn't going to mu- Lead up to that same sort of emotional uh, high that you were on, but um, what a first season, eh?
1: Yeah, incredible. It exceeded any expectations that I had, and more. And I still don't think words will ever do it any justice.
0: Talk about the lows. The lows. The lowest points, and you know the the challenges. Um, what did they teach you? How did you overcome them? so that anyone listening, they go through that, they can kind of take a piece from your book?
1: I think like in terms of challenges, it was just being plagued with self-doubt a lot of the time. So I never once started prep or the time that we started, since the time that we started working together, I never doubted my ability to put the work in. That was never an issue for me. The issue was the self-doubt of what I was bringing Um, uh, even though I always knew I was bringing my best because I'd done everything that I possibly could have as a person and you're not going to let me get on stage if I look shit but it was just this sort of not knowing just how good I was throughout the whole season and just being a complete dick to myself a lot of the time. And on on I I still stand by the fact that I'm taking that forward and I'm like you're not allowed to be addicted to yourself and if I start doing it I'm like you can pack it in because you promised your old self that you wouldn't do that that was a big challenge for me it was just self doubt I know that we all have prep goggles and and all that stuff and we stop seeing like how lean we are at the time and we kick ourselves six weeks post show because we're like oh, I was really lean and I was saying I wasn't but it was really challenging to get a grip on just valuing yourself as a person and an athlete and the fact that you are competitive that was quite challenging um
0: how did you overcome that was it the results that kind of made you overcome it or was it you
1: i think it was a combination i think it was a combination of the results time throughout the season and overcoming the lows as well because it takes a strong mind to get out of those sort of low moments Mm. and it teaches you a lot about yourself and you can pull yourself back from that headspace within twelve hours.
0: Yeah. The yeah. Big, the biggest one for me was the the NFM UK turnaround.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: was I'm sure like if you go back to listen to previous podcasts, you can I think I spoke about get an example of kind of what we've done. So go back to listen to that if you're listening to this. Um it's my job as a coach to be like, right, how do I help this athlete, this person? process this result but also come back better and confident tomorrow knowing that they're going against the person that's beaten before um and though like i was like we have to get we we'll have to try and come in tighter yeah you know like that was what we did differently and and it worked it we did fit the criteria really well and uh for me it was the first time i had athletes doing back-to-back shows like two weekends on the bounce so saturday sunday saturday sunday um, so to have that result there on the Sunday was was mega. But I think for me, like I saw your face when they said and in the first place says, you know what, Carl so that for that first you know, proper win where you beat someone, um that kind of looked like a bit of a burning moment. Mm-hmm. It was,
1: yeah. It was it was pure shock. It was pure shock. It was all, I think I audibly gasped um and looked at the head judge to in the eye. Yeah. when she said it
0: but it was also like the reason i say it's the turning point was it, it was that reaction on stage it was also how you went after it mm-hmm. just like your body language your confidence how you were you were speaking about yourself and blah 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 and um, we put in some food and i remember like i remember sitting beside the fire exit door and you're like avon oh, do you going to do a check and i was like now nah, you're good and i was like you're fine just go backstage you're like you'll You'll be sweet. And then you went on the overall. Um, But I just think it would be quite good for you to, because there will be some females listening to this that no doubt one day will compete. And they will come um, second, or they will maybe not place, or a result may not go their way or whatever, and they're going to feel incredibly downhearted. So now is your moment to give those ladies or guys, you know, or guys listening, a piece of advice on how to overcome being downhearted, how to to stop it, how to to look at it. You've you've given an idea of what how you processed it, but how other people process things might be different. So, what would you say? Would you add to anything that you've said already?
1: I've said a million times, keep showing up, and I really mean that. And I don't mean up, I don't mean keep showing up to shows. I mean just keep showing up for yourself. And that is physically and mentally as well. So yes, your cardio, your steps, your sessions, your food to the gram of salt, keep showing up in all those variables, but keep showing up for yourself as well. Remember why you started this. Visualize where you want to be because it will be yours if you work for it. Mm -hmm. Somebody said to me recently, there's no hope for it. You've got to want it and you've got to work for it. And I stand by that. Because if you know what you want out of something and you keep showing up for it, you will reap the rewards of that and have the confidence in yourself and your abilities. Because in this sport, you've got to control what you can. Mm-hmm. So hold on to that and just keep, just keep showing up. I can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. I really can't.
0: Yeah, you said it after Naba, It's on the vlog on YouTube. Yeah. Here's a scenario for you. Imagine you end your season after NFM UK.
1: I know. I know. <clears throat> that would have been awful.
0: Three wins and two overalls are non-existent if you do that.
1: Yeah. If things don't go your way in life as well, you and there's an opera. you know, if I called it there because it didn't go my way, it would have had a profound impact in my future in the sport. But I kept showing up.
0: In what way? Well,
1: it would have been negative i think i appreciate that you i appreciate it's a subjective sport but if i ended the way that i felt which was low i'd have gone into my off season I, granted it can go the other way it can really drive you forward and you think, i never want to feel like that again yeah. but the fact of the matter was that there was a crossroads there that i could have called it a day there and it would have been disheartened and it would have been really easy for me to do that and just said no i'm done
0: yeah, I don't think I would. Have, like, I would have tried to push you not to end it there. Like, if you'd said to me this end I would have been like, ah, "Fuck no, no way, yeah. we're not ending like this. We can't, can't mm-hmm. end up with this." You know what I mean? Um, and then it was after Naba. Those were your words. Yeah. What when, when you walked off stage, like walked off stage with the sword, you, you just turned to me and you're like, "Go on, I think we should call it there." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I agree." Like, and. You know, from a coach, I, I, I've i got an athlete here who's winning everything and I know is going to keep winning and doing incredibly well. I'm like, but it's not about that. This is about you. It's about the person. You're human. You know what I mean? And I think that it was, yeah, it was a, it was a right decision. Of course, you competed this Sunday because you were with the team. You were in my car. I was like, well, I'm not driving you back to Aberdeen. So you did it and you won as well, which was class. But, yeah, just... I thought that would be appropriate because I've competed multiple times before. I've had a result will go my way. I know how it feels. Like losing sucks, fucking shit, because it tugs on our pride. But there's a certain way to lose in this sport, and there's a certain way to win as well. And I often say, you know, be humble in victory and gracious in defeat. And I think that you were. You you clap for the winners. You congratulated them you were happy for them you chatted to them you didn't throw the dolls at the pram you went away and then behind closed doors process your emotions and that's how that's how double Must scotland should do it
1: yeah
0: 100 but something that'd be good for listeners to listen to as well is you've got a lot of i know members of the team looking up to you uh, i could tell you that right now we could rattle off a few names but there'll be people in the shadows they're watching you, they're inspired by you, they think, fuck, Carlin has done so many shows back to back. I want to do that. I almost want to be me, right? So what I want you to kind of go into is how did you find doing so many shows back to back? I want you to talk me through your emotions, you know, during it, maybe after it, the realization after it, the or the not realization during it of the results and whatnot um because it's incredibly hard to do even two shows back to back one weekend came the next you did six is that right yeah,
1: yeah that's uh seven shows total wasn't it seven
0: four or five six so yeah you're right you're
1: right seven i mean i don't know any different because I've, I've not done a, a season before <laughs> that like uh, one hell of a first season but um I think in terms of looking at the actual the prep and the process from back to back shows for me it was stress free because if I say I competed on the Sunday that evening you'd sent me my plan of what I was doing on the Monday after competing so for me I knew what I was doing at all times I had advance notice of it I think it was fine because you you compete and you get up in the morning you get straight back on prep you've been doing that for weeks on end so that's not a change to your routine at all i work a monday to friday job so i don't work in the fitness industry i don't manage my own hours i'm not self-employed so i would sort of take the monday off after the shows because you feel pretty pretty rubbish that day you don't feel too fresh and you have to get up and get back on the stairs um and then it was daily check-ins so i had to contact with you every day to make sure that any sort of like water retention from the weekend or if we're trying to come in tighter that we're heading in the right direction so that happened every week on the bounce so I always knew what I was doing and I was always pre-prepared for what was to come so the actual process was fine towards the end of the season the fatigue started to creep in it was probably that last show at UK UP after the NAVA overall that I was like I am battered now and I don't know if that was I think that was just an accumulation of everything at that point. So I genuinely didn't struggle too much between shows. It was actually okay because it would sort of be like three or four low days and then we're straight back to high days and then the show day buzz kicks back in again and you've got sort of like three normal days and then running back to low days. So for me, I found the back-to-back shows pretty manageable. I think the most irritating thing was probably trying to get the bloody tan off. Um, but aside from yeah. that, it was... It was fine. Um, I think I, I I wasn't I wasn't taking the time that I should have at the time to reflect. So uh, anyone who was around me on show day, like even stuff, I was just running on sheer adrenaline. Um, and then show day, I was the same. And then the night after shows, I was like, right, this is what's happening next. So I wasn't taking any time to process any of the emotions. Really, especially the success, I was given like the sort of like the the lows, the space that they needed, but the success wasn't giving it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the end of the season that all of the success hit me. And I, I was sitting in my living room, looking at two overalls, all these trophies, all these medals. Like I did that. I've just done that, mm-hmm. and I'm getting so much support, so much lovely praise, everyone saying like, you must feel amazing, you must feel this, you must feel that. It it, is lovely. A lot of congratulations, a lot of support from the team, from colleagues, from friends, from family. And I was like, I just don't, I don't think I believe what's just happened. I don't think I process what's just happened. And that was quite hard because that was my life for six weeks. And it was, in my view, it was just gone. And I was, like, back to reality, like, oh, my God. And I hadn't taken a minute at any point to process it, Mm. which is a big learning curve for the next season, is to really be in the moment. Because I think I got the look. One of the overalls or something, I got off stage at some point in the season, I said to you, we're six days out. And you were like, whoa. Come on. yeah, Process what you're you're in for at the moment but I was just chasing the next one just thinking about how I can be better all the time and that's a good trait to have as a bodybuilder so as a person you do need to just stop and just give yourself a pat on the back and I don't mean a brief one like really take it in
0: yeah because I mean for everyone listening, like talk, talk them through what you were like emotionally after the season's over
1: oh I've never ever experienced emotion like it I kind of was known for being a bit of an ice cream um and there was no ice about me i was emotional i was and i mean bawling just absolutely bawling um just couldn't pull myself together at all just yeah it was really really tough and it was kind of like why am i crying you know why am i so sad because it was just a general feeling of sadness like i've just achieved a, a, a dream You know, we all picture that moment of getting called for an overall when we're on the stairmaster on a really tough prep morning. We visualize it over and over again. I've just achieved that, um, and I'm so sad. And it was just because I just hadn't processed it. I hadn't taken it in, and I I didn't want it to end.
0: I think part of what you just said there, like, I think you're just sad that it was over. Yeah, because you were like always thinking, "What's next? What's next? What's next?" And when all of a sudden it was next year it's like what you know like, yeah. as as you didn't realize that you were getting a huge hit of dopamine yeah one these overalls right huge hit and everybody knows in this world like you you only run high for so long before you got to come crashing back down
1: and i crashed
0: oh yeah yeah and i'm talking I like well listen like you know we we speak quite regularly right and you'd voice note me and you'd be halfway through the voice note you but you're like, I need to go. Everyone fucking cry again. And you can hear like your voice building up and the tears that come. But, uh, you know, we shouldn't laugh about it. It's obviously, it was an incredibly tough time for you. But um, mm-hmm. I think it really probably a, a hard, hard lesson learned.
1: Totally, totally. I think, yeah, <laughs> you just l- live in the moment, you know, don't take anything for granted.
0: Mm-hmm. My next question was like, what's the biggest lesson you've learned? But I think you just, you just answered it.
1: Um, yeah definitely Live in the moment and believe in yourself
0: i think that you'll uh you never doubt yourself again
1: i won't like myself
0: but hey that's the traits of a lot of first-timers bodybuilders because why do we get into this sport in general well we are typically people that maybe at first don't have a lot of self-confidence right we'll improve our body we'll improve our confidence right and whether we hate to admit it or not, regardless of how big we get, it's still it's still there. It's still there eating away at us. Um but I think that you, you're kind of promoting yourself now. And if not, have a look at the big fat sword and vaz in your living room. Um that you know, you you're you're worth all that and then and then more. But anyway, let's um you we've maybe have covered this because I was gonna say what advice would you give to a girls plagued by self doubt? that want to compete for the first time. So we make it specific to first timers, not people that have done two or three seasons. First timers, put yourself, like, have a chat to yourself a year ago. What are you telling her about how to stop down herself now? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, just go for it. <laughs> just honestly, just go for it. Fuck it, yeah. just go for it. You, you've nothing to lose. Go for it, give it a hundred percent. Just see what happens. Cause you never know, Yeah. never, ever know. You've just I got to take the first step, start working with someone who knows what they're talking about. But <laughs> put in the work, yeah. put in the shy like... from the process, just, just put in a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Cause you will get there every day, just do it.
0: I'm glad at the start of the call, you said you'd had loads of consults with other coaches. And then you chose me, like yes, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> because then that made that, thats just what happened this past season. Um, but you're you're so right. And there, there's a some like quick fire questions of things I put on Instagram. I don't know if you have got more as well that you want to answer, but I'm going to go through the appropriate ones that are that are here and, and leave out the not so appropriate ones. Um, Clara has asked this question, and and after she said. Please read it out, out to her like that, and it says, "How are you so fucking fit, girl?" and it has a <laughs> love heart emoji face <laughs> on it. That, that's from that's from Clara. What's your answer?
1: Uh, falling bonds programming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Second qu- question. I think you'll know this person. Who's your favorite person on Lee Crescent?
1: Matt <laughs> <Black> Fraser. <laughs>
0: Third question, who's your favourite pro physiques?
1: Ooh, I'm going to go with another Aberdonian pro. Uh, I say another, I'm not a pro, but an Aberdonian pro, Um, Aaron Thompson.
0: Bad. 100%. What advice would you give a first timer?
1: Uh, Go for it. Just do it.
0: Would you change anything if you could go back to when you were prepping? Would you do anything differently? that's
1: a good one
0: you could you could you could elaborate on this this one as well i feel that's a pretty good question
1: uh would i do anything differently in terms of the day-to-day variables no i wouldn't change anything about prep um but it it goes back to that self-confidence self-belief self-worth peace 100%. I would would try and change my mindset if I could go back and be a bit nicer to myself throughout the process rather than all this you're not going to be good enough nonsense because it's not productive. It didn't help, didn't add anything to the prep. So I would definitely change that. And it maybe obviously change living in the moment a little bit more to soften the blow after shows. But in terms of the prep itself, it was so, so seamless and yeah. i wouldn't change anything
0: about it. you know what i wouldn't even like as much as i could sit here and say oh you know in hindsight i would have done that going to that show i probably wouldn't have because it's what it's what brought the results to the next shows you 100%. know if if we did things differently going to nfm uk and you won would you still get the success that came thereafter who knows? Maybe been wanted. Maybe we'd have just oh have one, cool, end it, you know. So yeah. I wouldn't have done anything differently anyway. Like as we with each show, we kind of peaked you differently. Yeah. Yeah, it we gathered a lot of data. It was sim- of data. it was similar, but like the food got more. Some shows we then changed our process of drying out and blah blah blah. And it I think that's why I like the fact you did so many shows. Cause it gave me an opportunity to just like perfect it because how I pitch it to people is like, as a coach, we are trying to do for the athlete is you're trying to hit bullseye on the day. Now, sometimes you may don't get dead center. You, know, you just get to the right a bit, to the left a bit, up a bit or whatever. Right. But when you do so many, you get closer and closer and closer at the center. So then there comes a time where you just go, billseye, billse, 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 billseye. So I'm just sitting there thinking, right, well, there's nothing you couldn't have looked any better, you couldn't have done anything differently. So whatever result we got, then that's a the result that we it was warranted. And it turns out by the end it was fucking winning. Because you know, let's face it, it was your although you won technically at FMC, um, it was your fourth fifth show. That's your fifth show that you won. Yeah, because that was IBFA it was your fifth show. Then it was NAB your six, and then UGP seven.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, just shows you it was, is that took took. Not saying that we didn't nail it because we did. It's just some results in our way. But just 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 an example there. Um, one of them is what's your go-to comfort food when having an a day off.
1: Right. Well, I, I don't really have like a comfort food, um, because food doesn't give me comfort. If I'm being completely honest. Um, I think if you t- if you want to know what my favorite food is, um, it's pizza. If I'm having an off plan meal, but I wouldn't ever want to call it comfort food. I don't think that's right. Yeah,
0: that's totally fair. Right. I think we've uh, we're going to be taking up enough of your time already. But listen, what um. What i love you to do is find out there listening who is inspired by you, wants to follow you, maybe they want to slide into your DMs or maybe they just want to see your journey, how would they get in contact with you? How would they find out where you are?
1: And probably just Instagram, so underscore CC Mitchell.
0: Fantastic. So I think I speak for everyone, uh, given the beans. When I say everyone, I mean me, right? But I mean, like I'm talking about the listeners as well, that uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And, <laughs> uh, as your coach, I was super proud. As your friend, I was super proud as well. I think that everything that you achieved this season was thoroughly deserved and it couldn't have happened to a better person. Um, you know, your hard work was rewarded, but it's really just the, the perseverance and the overcoming the self-doubt that I just think was is life-changing for you. And it's just been, just been a pleasure to be part of your journey.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so grateful and I honestly wouldn't have gotten any of those results without you.
0: You're just, being, you're just being nice here. I always say it's like the Matrix. I just give you a pill. You know, you take this pill, you go back to sleep, you take this pill or oh, if you can say like, I'll show you the door, you step through it, right? I told you how many rice cakes to eat. I told you how much weight to put in your meals. You did that. But hey, we'll agree to disagree. We'll shake hands, right? And we'll just say it as a team effort. But Telling that they listening, please go do give this badass bitch a follow. Shout her out. Tag her Instagram stories, however it may be. Um, but for myself, Carolyn, whoever you are, whatever you do, give her the beans.